We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday morning, the 30th of January, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, uh, where are you? What's going on? What's the different background there? Did you bring the mailbox? Yeah, I, I did not bring the mailbox. Uh, Albert, yeah. thank you. Uh, I left it at home where it's safe. I'm in Mobile, Alabama, same hotel I was in last year. Uh, and, and moving my room didn't necessarily get me much better internet access, but I'm heading for practice in 30 minutes. So we're going to keep this one tight and I will have at least one, hopefully two, but I am shooting in 4k and I end up with multiple gigabyte files and the upload sucks, but, uh, I'll have at least Bo Nix and, or Michael Penix tonight from their first day of practice for highlights for y'all. That should be great. I am uh, excited to see everybody out there. No doubt it's, it's a really talented group. Unfortunately, some of the guys, one of the guys that I was most interested in this uh, crop and Troy Fontenew backed out yesterday, but he got his measurements in and he got out. So we'll see dark horse candidate, maybe for the Broncos offensive tackle, but let's say hello to some folks in here and uh, talk a little bit about the rumors coming out. I'll give credit to uh, Denver sports. Cecil Lamy, Lamy that, uh, talking about the Broncos. Nobody expects the Broncos to sit back and just take a quarterback. They want them to be aggressive. Well, Takes two to tango, so we'll see what comes with that. Uh, but let's say hello to some folks in the chat here. We got David saying, morning, everyone. With a cap and six draft picks, it's hard, but not impossible if they really want a quarterback. If you love a guy, you make the call, and you see if you can get it done. There's obviously a line for each of those quarterbacks where it's like, okay, we can't do that anymore. It's just it's we can't feel the competent roster if we're making that move. But, um, yeah, it'll be hard for the Broncos considering they're going to need – a lot of young players to step up with the lean cap years coming up and only one pick in the top 75. But if there's any position to do it for it's quarterback, but you better damn well be right. Because if you trade up for a first round quarterback and miss everybody is fired, everybody is fired. Yeah. You're a little, even if you make that trade and it doesn't work for not even first round. Hmm. I mean, we talk about that, but winning cures all right. I mean, we talk about some of the worst trades of all time. Did they happen in the same year or was it one year? It was one year later. I mean, Trey Lance has to be one of the worst trades of all time, especially in the draft and San Francisco's in the Super Bowl. you know, so you can, if you can cover it by, you know, getting lucky with Brock Purdy at the end of the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, you can, you can survive. You can even thrive if your team's good enough, but the Broncos aren't necessarily in that situation. And one of the points I keep making, whenever we bring up the Detroit Lions, 
you know, Sean Payton was talking about, look at the Lions, look at the Lions. Yeah, the Lions got eight players by moving on from a quarterback. They didn't give up eight players by acquiring one and then cutting him. They're, so they're a little handicapped here, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a different situation, different than the Texans as well. And uh, if you look at the Lions, what about the Lions? I mean, come back to it. What did they invest heavily on? It's the the trenches, right? They they didn't use first round. Pick. They did use a first round pick on a running back and a linebacker. That was this after, year, though. though after after, the, yeah. after they you know had the the logs going. Uh, you know, the fire was built pretty well on the offense and uh, defensive line. You can always do more there, but uh, I think that's if not quarterback, that's the route I'm interested in for the Broncos this year. But uh, who knows? Uh, we got Grover coming in $10 super. Thank you so much. Grover. He says, good morning, gents. Scott, thanks for doing all the good scouting down there. The senior bowl, find us quarterback, please. And Nick, hope you're getting some sleep. My man last night was probably one of the better sleep nights uh, I've had. I don't know if it's a, uh, unfortunately I did come down to, uh, you know, get some stuff ready. And uh, while I was waiting for it, I uh, like, Oh man, I'm kind of cold. I'll sit under that blanket <laughs> just immediately out. <laughs> Sorry. Don't make you spit Scott. Uh, but uh, that's a, uh, that was not my best. So apologize uh, to the wife and uh, the kid on that one. But uh, I'm a good sleeper. I can fall fall asleep pretty much immediately. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry about that one. I uh, listened to the MHH guys, you know, the last couple of nights and talk. There's a lot of Bo Nix talk here, which makes me think about two things here. One, can you if you love him, can you get him at 12? You know, that becomes one of the big questions. If his if his stock really starts to elevate and I actually think it will. I agree with them. I think it will elevate because he had amazing numbers. If I'm just trying to, if I'm just trying to scout this guy off of a spreadsheet, I'm like, oh my god! I mean, 45 touchdowns to three interceptions is insane. That's that's amazing. I know he's got an arm. I've I've seen it. I've seen him turn the thing loose. So when he gets down there in a setting where he's throwing on air. And he gets to really show off his ability to drive the ball downfield. I think people are going to really like him. So will you have to trade up to get him if he has those this, the next couple of six weeks that we're expecting? And can you fight off some of the other teams that are going to be going after him too if he blows up? It's one of those things where you almost hope we already love the guy. I hope he sucks the next two months. You know, when you, you ever gone into, <laughs> you've done, we've done uh, baseball drafts for Little League. You're like, Timmy, boot these three ground balls. <laughs> we don't want anybody to draft you ahead of us. So, you know, you almost hope that he has a bad time if you've already made your evaluations on him. Yeah. I, we'll see about Bo Nix. Um, I think that if they took him at 12, I'd understand. I mean, the big benefit would be you have a young cost-controlled quarterback who's already had a lot of starts and seen some things. I don't, and I, it's hard with quarterbacks in that Oregon system because just because they don't show they can do something doesn't mean they can't. And it's a lot of, you know, play action, uh, looking for that deep shot to screen, check down behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I saw a PFF puts, puts out the numbers recently. Like Bonex was the best quarterback under pressure this season. He was also far and away the least pressured quarterback in college football out of 133 eligible. He's the least pressured. Uh, so that's partly scheme getting the ball, out, just the, the pack nature of the pac 12 as well. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's a hard evaluation bonus. It's going to be good to see him down there at the senior bowl. I'm curious to see he has a good arm. Scott, I don't know if it's, I think it's probably closer to a C plus B minus level arm in terms of pushing the ball in tight windows. And hopefully we'll see that more uh, at the senior bowl out here. I'm going to be curious to see what it looks like ne next to more natural arm talent people 
down there in Spencer Rattler and uh, Joe Milton, Joe Milton erratic arm placement like crazy, but just watching the velocity, like, okay, well, is Nick's able to fit in, in those windows? Uh, Rattler's the one I think probably has the best overall uh, arm down there in terms of the accuracy, the layering, the elasticity to it. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch him. And then of course, Penix as well, who can really zip it in there outside the numbers as well. So really good quarterback here. I am going to be fascinated to see how it plays out. Mark Schrader in here getting us in. We have a short show today, but that's okay because Scott's got to go create some content. He says, good morning, guys. Good morning to you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, good morning, Mark. Hope you're sending some warm weather. I'm a little bit closer to you now. I drove about five five hours southwest down to Mobile, and it should be really nice here, which is uh, what I'm looking forward to. I lost a day here a couple years ago with uh, the rain on Thursdays, and I moved everything indoors and did not let working media in because of the space issues. Um, and then last year, I was saved with a big old umbrella. That may have been two years ago. They're starting to run together on me, Nick. They really are. Um, I'm having to remember, I got, I got my Spencer Brown, God, that was three years ago already. Uh, so my Spencer Brown stuff already mixed up. Michael Ronquillo, good to see you. Says, good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Michael, thanks for being with us this morning on uh, Falcons podcast and Broncos for breakfast. We're trying to, trying to squeeze it all in. Like I said, I don't remember being this tight for time. I'm almost positive, uh, that they've moved practices up an hour, which is fine. We just have to hustle. We got to, we got to hustle on our morning shows. Yeah, without a doubt. And Scott, I'm curious, did you see, have you seen much of the measurements yet? Uh, Darius Robinson, does that name mean anything to you quite yet? I haven't yet? seen uh, any, and I, I purposely have not studied any of the rosters. I picked up the rosters yesterday with my credential. I left them in the car. I haven't even looked right. at them. I want to see them blind, and then I want to know who they are. That's that's how I that's how I do it. I got some names here I think will stand out for you this week. I think uh, Keon don't, Mitchell, Toledo. Don't bias don't. me on these. Okay. I will go in. I, I go in with a clean slate. And my only bias is when you see the the helmet, you can't help. Again, I've said it a zillion times, y'all. There's no such thing as unbiased. It's it's bias is it's traits of your personality that make up who you are. We're all biased. So yeah. when I see, you know, the, the bias that hits you is when I see an Alabama helmet versus a University of South Alabama helmet. I'm like, okay, well, this guy's probably a dude. The other, but the 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 compensation for that though is this dude from Texas state must be a badass to have elevated himself to get into a position to be here amongst more of these blue blood programs. I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. Plus I like the underdog anyway, which again is a bias. So yeah. you, you have to try and compensate for all that type of stuff when you're, when you're prognosticating. Uh, all right. Well, I did have a player. I was curious about your uh, opinion on down there, but uh, we'll, uh, We'll leave it at that. I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about it for tonight on uh, yeah. on uh, building the Broncos for sure. And uh, we got the old man in here, Darren Kendall pops. Uh, he's watching the little guy upstairs. They're in town. So God bless you guys. He says, good morning, Nicholas. How's it going being a new dad for you? The ups and downs, man. It's uh, the ups and downs, but uh, appreciate the uh, support we have. Uh, family's all in the Midwest. So kind of out here on an island uh, somewhat in Seattle, but uh, been fortunate. Mother-in-law came out for a while while we were dealing with things. And now my parents are here. So appreciate you guys. And I'll see you guys soon. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yep, thanks for the support uh, across the board, Mr. Kendall. So um, let him be here helping out. Moms, yeah, you, you, you have your first baby. You're not complaining about the mother-in-law anymore. That's for sure. If you have Never did. Uh, Never did. And you know what I mean, though. You know yeah. what I mean. Yes, please. Please, yeah. come help. Please. Draft time Broncos country says Bo Nix reminds me of Derek Carr before his back injury. I have I have a little trouble with comps. I don't know why that is, Nick. Just because I think I've bounced back and forth so much between high school to college to NFL that I, I have a little trouble making comps on these. So I don't I don't know who Bo Nix would remind me of. I can just tell you about his traits. And I do think he's got a he's got more arm then we're going to give him credit for. I already know he's a hell of an athlete. Um, he's a really, really good runner. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll get a pretty good idea today. And it's supposed to be low wind. So you're not going to, you're going to get good conditions, Nick. Unfortunately, you're not going to get the wind blowing the ball over the place. See who can drive through it. I know you were hoping for, for yeah. some crappy conditions so you could read about it in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> Easy. Hey, I'm, I'm the backpacker. So I put myself in the bad conditions all the time, you know? So, uh, I'm uh, I don't have too much sympathy. You know, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad gear, uh, as I like to say. And Bo Nix, Derek, Carr, this is not a terrible um, comparison. I'm curious about the deep ball arm uh, that Derek Carr showed a lot before that back injury uh, that I'm not sure Bo Nix, you know, the placement on some of that is totally there, but I don't hate it. Derek Carr was an underrated athlete uh, prior to his back injury. So that's a, that's an interesting shout. I'm thinking about that one. If I had to rank, I mean, he's a solid athlete. Like you said there, Scott, he might be the, only the fourth best guy of the the top quarterbacks, though. I mean, obviously, Caleb Williams is going to be a better athlete. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jaden Daniels is going to be a better athlete. People are raving about the testing that we're going to see from J.J. McCarthy. Uh, and also, I think the combination, maybe Nix is a somewhat better athlete than Drake May, but I'm not sure. Drake May is like a hulking, strapping young man. He plays, he plays strong, uh, which well, Nix uh, does too. But if he runs, I won't be surprised to see him in the four sixes. Yeah. You know, so which is which is fast. You know, I remember John Elway was like four sevens. He's running away from people. I know it's 40 years ago, but yeah. four six is fast if you know yeah. how to run. And he does. He's he he ran a lot early in his career um for design or for for trying to uh, be safe. Um because he was under pressure. Uh Matt Henry says, Good morning, Nick and Scott. I've uh, been busy. What day is senior bowl? Uh, there probably there's probably some players out on the field right this minute. Practice officially starts in 45 minutes, so we're gonna keep it short. Um, I can get a, just a, a little work done to get out of here, and then I'm I'm heading out and heading for the fields. And then it's over at two o'clock 
Central, and I'll come home and start getting to work to log and, and upload content. So look for that this evening. It's gonna it'll take me a little while to go through um, and and pull out all the files I want, and then the upload speed is here is kind of rough. Hmm. Well, you have some time to maybe watch some more prospects, uh, kind of get yourself uh, uh, seeing what happens. We got uh, Lawrence in loving Colorado. It must be good weather there right now or something. I don't know. Good to see you, Lawrence. Why did you doing move? Well. Didn't you? Did you move recently? Because uh, I know I know uh, I could live in Colorado real easy when. Uh, I started skiing in my thirties. I'm like, okay, this is great. And then we did a summer trip to maybe in Breckenridge and took mountain bikes down the hills. And I'm like, yeah, I could live here. Uh, summer's good. I'm good. I could, I could be here. I'm much more of a mountains guy. And I know you take Nick, you are too much more of a mountains outdoors. Let's do stuff and see wildlife than I am. Let's sit on the beach and cook type of person. Yeah. That was me. And when I was 18, not well, I'm well past 18. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, too ADD uh, for that. I need want to go do things, um, even when I'm tired. Like, okay, well, I've seen that and done that. Let's keep moving. Uh, good to see Lawrence. We got Jeff saying, "Do they have the means? Certainly. Is it a wise choice to do so with the current situation? Absolutely not. Lots of hole, not a lot of capital. So yeah, the topic of the show. Um, it's a hot take, maybe, but it sounds like the Broncos are going to be interested in moving up from Broncos sources. Again, uh, credit to Cecil Lammy goes down. He does a great job. Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl. Uh, he'll be down there. You'll he has great hair, Scott. You'll recognize him, I'm sure down there. Uh, but he put it out a couple tweets uh, talking with people uh, boots on the ground at the Shrine Bowl that everybody expects the Broncos to aggressively look to trade up in the draft to go get a quarterback. I just don't know what means you have to do so right now without really tying your arms behind your back uh, at the just filling out the rest of the roster, especially when you're so poor in the trenches as the Broncos are specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Offensive line. Talked about it on here a lot, Scott. I thought this offensive line this year was top 12 in the NFL. Now, one of the big reasons for that was they had, like, absolutely no injuries um, on that unit. So if we didn't have to really see the depth where 90% of the other teams are down, you know, two or three offensive linemen at some point. Broncos lost McGlinchey for, like, I don't know, 20 snaps this year, and that's about it. Uh, so that's a big bonus for the offensive line, the cohesion, and just not having to get into the depth. And the defensive line, we talked about it on here, Scott. This is probably... This might be the worst defensive front I can think of watching the Broncos in the last decade. Um, just the, in, from edge to defensive tackle. I mean, the only guy who I can say for sure is a above average contributor is Zach Allen. And the teams who are pretty much hanging in the playoffs year after year, they have their second string defensive line is better than the Broncos first string. So now you're talking about giving up draft picks where you pretty much have to draft most of the time for defensive line, the body, beautiful guys, they're, NFL is littered with first round, picks, specifically at edge, but first yeah. round picks, top 40 picks at those spots. Uh, so if again, your train doesn't leave the station until you have the quarterback, but it's just a hard spot for where the Broncos are right now. They kind of shot their shot with Russell Wilson and airballed it. Yeah. And now you're, you're rebuilding to a certain extent. Um, that said, can this team be better in 2024 than they were in 2023? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And they were eight and nine and mm -hmm. they weren't as, again, they weren't as bad as one and five. They weren't as good at six and one. They were, they finished about where they should have been, which is right around 500 An incremental improvement. You flip to nine and eight to 10 and seven. Look, unfortunately you're in the AFC, which is, you know, there it's, it's deeper in that area when you've got, you know, the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fighting for those spots. And, oh, boy, here come the Colts and the Texans, too. Um, what will the Raiders do? And the Chargers, could they revive it? It's, it's harder. 
that incremental improvement might still not get you in the playoffs. But I've, I've always asked, you know, my teams, my kids, myself, just always improve, constantly get better. You can get better with this team. And because the bar was set so low on the defensive line, I don't think it'll be that hard to improve it, even if you can't dump a high round pick into it or a couple high round pickets into it. You just, you got to do better about getting your $2 million veterans in there that are better than the Jonathan Harris's of the world. And you're going to get about $10 million back from DJ Jones because he's a cut candidate and he massively underperformed. Yeah. That you can get two guys in for what you're paying him, two good players there. The question I have, Nick, is the patience of Sean Payton. Because if you go all in on trying to move up, that's a project that becomes that restarts the clock on a three-year project mm -hmm. you know can you hover around 500 for four years because we've already got one in the bank for four years is sean payton still going to be around is he going to have the patience or are you going to want him around if you're 30 you know what's how many games is that i don't know 24 and 24 after three seasons of sean payton yeah, it's it's a tough spot uh, for the Broncos right now, no doubt. Sean Payton is 60 years old, so in theory, you know, he could have another decade uh, in the league still. But Nick Saban just retired at 72. Belichick's up there as well. So, you know, he's still got a, a window here, no doubt. But does he have a window if the team is not succeeding? Because if you trade up for a quarterback and you're not winning, let's be real. I know I said that if you trade up for a quarterback and you miss, you're, everybody's fired. 49ers were in a different situation, right? They were just one year off from uh, being in the Super Bowl the year prior, and they had a down season and moved up. And uh, they talk about defensive trenches uh, for a team. But uh, I don't know if that's the same situation for the Broncos here. If they love a guy and it's not too expensive, though, or they're absolutely sold on a guy and they can go up and get him, I'm not against it. But, man, it is risky, Scott. And maybe I'm a little bit biased and a little bit scared after the Broncos shot their shot and blew up with Russell Wilson. And we saw that the roster around Russell Wilson, once those draft picks were gone, once you hit on a, missed on a few free agent signings, how quickly the talent around the quarterback dries up as well. Uh, so I'm not as open to it. I think if I was trading up for one of the guys in this class, it would be Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, period. I don't know if I'm trading up for, I have a hard time with Jaden Daniels in the NFL, Scott, because he hits that back foot and then looks to take off if that read's not there. And with his play style, he looks like... Did you ever play the game Sonic? Uh, no, but that sounds a lot like Justin Fields. It's it's a little... It's kind of like Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is built. He's mm -hmm. thick. Jaden Daniels looks like a string bean out there, and some of the hits he takes, he looks like... Uh, Sonic was a video game, The Hedgehog, and he'd get hit and he'd like arms in the air, legs in the air, and the coins would fly everywhere. That's kind of what it looks like with Jaden Daniels. Sometimes it's like, a have seen people call it cartoonish. I'm like, yes, it is. It's wild. So he kind of scares me a little bit with that. Uh, if they were trading up for, I think the next category here then would be Nick's slash McCarthy. I don't think Penix is in the conversation uh, for that next guy right now. Sorry guys. Uh, but could the Broncos maybe trade up to nine? Could they trade up to 10 and you know, a slight move up, you know, maybe only having to give up a, a future second and a third this year or something like that to go up. It's still, I mean, that getting rid of top 100 picks sucks, Scott. I don't know if I love that, but if they love that quarterback and they hit on the quarterback, that's absolutely right. Uh, that's, that's, that's good. But man, you better be right because you just do not have margin for error uh, with where you are cap wise, roster pick wise and roster talent wise right now. You know, and if you don't want to have any margin for error and you want to make sure you're going to get what you order, Call Little Caesars. Make Little Caesars, who is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. We got Super Bowl coming up. Who wants to cook? 
go order some pizza and have some people bring in some extra food for you. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, which will be all day on Super Bowl Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. I still crave pepperoni, and I've been a vegetarian for seven years. Either way, you win. Yeah, Little Caesars is the best. And what's the best is the crazy bread, of course. The stuffed crazy bread, dipping in a marinara sauce. Uh, always been a big fan. I can't imagine the people, like the kids who just leave the crust on the plate. Hell no. And it's, now that it's stuffed uh, as well, the crazy bread seasoning, the absolute best. Uh, it's always a winning combination. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with a convenient delivery in our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the upcoming Super Bowl, uh, which, gosh, we haven't talked about that, Scott. I'm just so tired of the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Is he Michael Jordan? I mean, is he just Michael Jordan? That like we had Peyton Manning, Tom Brady was that bird in Magic, and now we have MJ. It's it's wild. I'm too hard to I'm too weird. hard to cross over like that just because yeah. it's five guys versus twenty two guys. You know, yeah. so you can't. It's it's harder to dominate. That said, you know, it, the same guy. I, mean, like, it's, I, I picked the Bills. I picked the Ravens. I don't know why. I'm stupid to pick against the Chiefs. I'm not doing it again. I'm gonna pick no. the Chiefs this time and see if the 49ers can win. Oh, so they can get what'll be there. Six Super Bowl. I've, I've lost count. Six, you know, running out of fingers. Good for Paul, this is good morning, Nick and Scott. If we traded top three, wouldn't we load up on undrafted free agents with Penner Group's deep pockets? Undrafted free agents are dirt cheap, so you don't really have to worry about that. That becomes more of a recruiting tool. Um, who can I get in here? There might even be a limit on what you're allowed to pay those guys, Nick. I'm not sure, but it's not, you're not going to run out of money on that. Uh, the poverty franchises can get as many can, can bring those. It's just a matter of, can I, then it becomes recruiting. Can I sell these guys on the opportunity when you've got four other teams calling you to bring in and on the defensive line? Sure. But the other problem that uh, Paul is, you know, if they went on drafted, how, how good are they going to be? You know, I, I don't want five undrafted free agents on my defense. I can get lucky on one or two, maybe even one a year, one every other every other year. But I, if they went undrafted, they probably went undrafted for a reason. And yes, there are the exceptions. I know, but I don't want to build a team with undrafted free agents. No, and uh, there's been talk that this upcoming class uh, pretty thin, and once it kind of you know bottoms out after top 150 picks and a lot of the picks round five through seven are going to be a little bit more like your undrafted free agent pool uh, years prior, just because of NIL uh, stuff and the extra COVID year still going on. I think we have one more season of that. Uh, so I, I don't know if loading up with UDFA is a good uh, decision. It doesn't matter about the deep pockets uh, though. And that's one where it's just the opportunity. And I agree, Scott, it's the, it's recruiting. It's also a relationship with the agents. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if there's coaches or uh, front office people and they have a relationship with the players, agents, then the agents kind of funnel them uh, to different teams, different opportunities, but doesn't have anything to do with the deep pockets of the Penner group. You're, you're right in that assessment. Draft time Broncos country says who was the last run first quarterback that went to a Super Bowl? Cam Newton. We all know how that one worked. I, I wouldn't even call Cam a, a run first quarterback of, uh, you know, he threw for almost 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns that year. Um, he just, he, because he was so big and such a good runner, people underestimated how good of an arm he had. He had a wonderful arm. Um, that's why he went number one overall, not because he was you know, even Anthony Richardson and Cam, Anthony Richardson wasn't as good of a passer, especially with the experience that Cam Newton was. Cam Newton was special, man. He, he really was as a prospect. 
Jalen Hurts uh, is a worse passer than Cam Newton. Jalen Hurts was just in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, it's uh. So I wouldn't call. You're, you're not playing. You're not playing in the league if you can't throw the ball. Um, I mean, obviously that's an overestimation, but Cam Newton is a good thrower. <laughs> he's he's a good thrower, uh, and he got beat up because he was also a really good runner, which is becomes the concern. How much, and that's the concern I just mentioned. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson started four games, just four. He finished one. He got knocked out of three of the four games he played because he was he was that big guy who was didn't learn how to protect himself yet. Yeah. And as far as I still see my undrafted free agent talk here, I think you can find some undrafted free agents, specifically linebacker, safety, cornerback, uh, interior offensive line, running back, tight end. I mean, those guys every year, maybe, maybe even sometimes some depth wide receivers, but offensive tackles, typically starting caliber ones, defensive linemen, edge rushers, finding good undrafted free agents at those spots. I mean, just good freaking luck, man. Good luck. And again, back circling back to the Broncos, potentially trading up. We'll see. Uh, right now, I don't think I would be a big advocate for it from where I sit, but I also am a proponent of empowering Sean Payton. And if there's a guy that Sean Payton likes, uh, I think that you make the move if you can. Unfortunately, there's going to be teams all surrounding the Broncos that have more capital and the ability to make it a more enticing deal probably uh, in the future. But uh, it'll it'll be interesting. The real uh, chip here that makes me uncomfortable, but if you want to get a guy enough, I know Broncos country wants that quarterback. Are you comfortable trading Patrick Sertan? Because if you are doors open for you, if you're not, you better hope and pray at 12 or be looking day two and hope something lands there. And, and going back to the Detroit thing and Michael Rankius is a, the Broncos appreciate the stars, Michael and, uh, yeah. and draft time Broncos country. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. I forgot to say that when you came in, yeah. Uh, it says Broncos hired Cody Rager as a new VP of player personnel thoughts, Nick and Scott. I don't, I don't know too much about him to be honest with you. That's, that's a little bit deeper than, than I've gone in my knowing players. I mean, I don't players, know a knowing lot. personnel personnel. Apparently he's a really well thought of uh, mind uh, in the front office side of things in the college uh, evaluation coming from the saints. So uh, they're obviously probably some relationship there with Sean Payton. I don't know what it means for George Payton uh, for this team, but uh, heck, uh, we'll see how it works out for the Broncos. Maybe that's your future GM. Maybe J- Payton, George Payton's out after the end of the year, and this guy is elevated. I mean, certainly possible. Who knows? Jesse Fraley, before we get Scott out of here, because he's got to go get some footage here. What do you guys think about Luke McCaffrey? Love to see another McCaffrey wide receiver in the Broncos, but that's an emotional thought process. Going to be curious to see what he looks like. He did not really have a great uh, year at, I want to say Duke. Is it Rice, though? Um, I think it's actually rice, uh, but, um, solid player. Um, we'll see how he stands out at the senior bowl. There's going to be opportunities for him and he can make himself a lot of money. Uh, if he stands out there. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing him. I don't, I don't know too much about him, Jesse. Appreciate the the super chat. This is the week where I start getting draft work in aside from the top 10, 15 guys that we've, we've already talked about. Give me a week, then give me another week to go through all of that video again, and I'll know a hundred guys. Uh, I'll yep. know the, the day the day three guys, which uh, I'm looking forward to that, so I can so I can be there for y'all. I can be a be a better source for you guys. Yeah, there's a, unfortunately there's a the, the Mick is a Scottish origin name, right? Mick the MC Macbeth that's Scottish. There's or, a or another Irish, depending Irish. Okay, yeah, I've, Scott earmuffs for you, but there's another Scottish named. 
Caucasian wide receiver down there at the senior bowl that I think is much more interesting. Uh, this go around that McConkie. we're going to get a chance to see McConkey. Yep. I think day two, probably but early round two, but I mean, he's a dude just gets open. I think he's an underrated athlete as well. Not, you know, height, weight, speed, but no, I man. bet, I bet he throws in like a three, nine shuttle or something silly, like a six, eight, six, seven L cone. He's, he might end up being the best wide receiver down there. Uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. Scott, we got to get you out of here. Uh, appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, gosh, get some, get that footage and uh, let us know what you think tonight. Got to roll. We'll see how quick I can get some stuff done. I might be able to share some, some clips for, uh, for y'all on uh, building the Broncos tonight. Um, Nick, sign us off. I'm going to head out. Thank you, everybody. I want to say a quick thank you to Grover, Mark, Michael, Lawrence, Darren. That's Mr. Kendall to you and me. Uh, or dad to you, actually. Draft time, Broncos country, um, and uh, and Paul. So thank you very much. And I'm actually missing uh, Jesse Freely as well. So appreciate y'all. I'm going to go. Nick, sign us out, and I will uh, see y'all before. Well, I might see y'all a little bit tonight. So have a good day, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. I appreciate all of you. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Mile High Huddle, of course. Uh, if you're not on Facebook, make sure you join our Facebook groups, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. We appreciate everyone coming in. Uh, should be a fun time down there at the Senior Bowl. We'll see who stands out. Some pretty good offensive linemen, uh, some pretty good defensive linemen as well. Unfortunately, Byron Murphy, uh, defensive tackle from Texas, backed out. But uh, some other fun names out there. I'm really curious to see, since Scott's now, I guess I can say uh, Darius Robinson uh, is a name that I'm really curious about as well. Uh, a little bit better version of Carl Brooks last year, who had a really good time for the Packers this year, a uh, draft pick from Bowling Green. Uh, so Darius Robinson, Missouri, came in about 290 pounds, 35-inch arm length. Plays a little bit more like an edge with a defensive tackle body type versatile fun player i'll be curious to see what it happens yeah and nick loves to cut it short and yeah nick is going to get on out of here pretty soon because nick's got to go do uh dad dad duties here pretty soon um as well uh, other senior bowl guys i guess i can just run through some of the guys who are standing out here to me um I, like i said i think i said it on the falcons podcast i'm really pretty bummed uh unfortunately that uh, troy Fontenot, the offensive tackle from washington are going to be out. Uh, he measured the short uh, under six, four at office tackle, which is not ideal, but 34 inch arm length out there. A uh, big fan of uh, his tape. I think, I mean, gosh, I'm kind of sad that he uh, is out because I thought he had a chance to be, I mean, gosh, his tape is good enough. You'd have make an argument for offensive tackle three, even though he isn't body beautiful, like a Mims, like a JC Latham, but man, really, really good. Um, offensive tackle tape uh really fun i'm curious to see what uh like i mentioned earlier uh lad mcconkey does out there i want to see what malachi corley wide receiver from uh western kentucky looks like as well he was an unbelievable yak player for the hilltoppers uh the last two seasons but they really ran an offense where he didn't get to show much route running prowess now we're gonna get the one-on-ones what does his routes look like can he do more uh, displaying a route tree than uh, what was on tape just because of the style of offense they played there. But man, he plays like a wide receiver. Everybody you're looking for a Debo Samuel type in this draft. Malachi Corley out of a uh, Western Kentucky is the name to keep an eye on. My favorite tight end uh, in this group uh, is going to be Theo Johnson uh, from Penn state. They had him playing everywhere. H back uh, 
they had some fullback looks for him that's in the slot out wide sometimes in line he's gonna measure oh gosh i don't have his official uh measurements here but theo johnson uh, played at penn state uh he was let me see i can pull up the measurements here really good live uh tel- streaming i know guys theo johnson there we go got six six 260 uh, for Theo Johnson, tight end from Penn State. I think he's going to end up going round three. Uh, so that's one that I would definitely keep an eye on for him. Uh, just if the Broncos looking to get a tight end, it'd be fun. The offensive tackles here. This is one of the better offensive tackle groups um, that I can think of in a while. You got Jordan Morgan from uh, Arizona. You got Patrick Paul from Houston. Uh, you got Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, who Jim Nagy compared to Tyron Smith, which is unbelievable. And you got Talise Fuaga, who's probably the most highly, currently highly rated player of the offensive tackles uh, in this upcoming class. So watch out for those guys, no doubt. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Also, just an awesome uh, interior offensive line class. Uh, you got uh, Jackson Powers Johnson Center from Oregon. Uh, Kingsley Sumateia is also there, a BYU offensive tackle. Uh, going to be probably play right tackle in the league. They got him listed as guard here. Interestingly, uh, two interior guys I'm interested to watch Zach Fraser from Western Michigan and Jackson powers. Johnson, both are going to be top 50 picks. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, defensive line wise, Tavandre sweat should be fun. Rook Orohoro, uh, is going to be an interesting one to watch really, really, uh, unpolished, but a lot of tools there. I, when I watch him, I'm like, man, it's his goal to bump bellies with the offensive lineman. Cause he just, he runs through them, but he has no idea what he's doing with his hands right now. Name on the defensive line I'm probably circling for the Broncos to keep an eye on is uh, McKinley Jackson, defensive tackle from Texas A&M. Uh, he was a really highly rated recruit coming out there uh, for them. And uh, let me see what we got the, the measurements here. 6'2", 330 pounds with 33-inch arms. A little bit of a fire hydrant, not the biggest in terms of the height, but very, very big uh, in terms of the, the length and the weight. Uh, so we'll be watching him as well. We'll be fun. Corey's saying a four five forty for Theo Johnson. Theo spurned Iowa. Uh, they were one of the last schools for him, and he went to Penn State, who just can never develop people. I don't know what they recruit well, but they cannot develop guys. Uh, so Theo Johnson should have been a Hawkeye, but a really good athlete. Uh, Connor Bebe, I think that Bebe pulled out of the Senior Bowl um, and is going to be a uh, maybe fall a little bit. I think he has thirty one inch arm length too, which. For me, Eric always gives me a hard time. I go, might as well quit. I'm like, well, not many 31-inch arm length guys out there are successful. Not quit, but uh, probably I wouldn't take him until day three. And Colin says, man, who has time to watch all this stuff? I just watch a lot of college football, man. <laughs> that really is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fun to follow everybody here. We got to get on out. Uh, appreciate everyone. I know Scott got got to get this out here as well. So, again, some names that I'm watching for here on the upcoming uh, Senior Bowl Hopefully we'll see some defensive and offensive linemen stand out. And uh, the quarterbacks didn't even talk quarterback Pratt Rattler, obviously two names day two that are really intriguing Rattler, especially because the arm is real guys. The arm is real and uh, we'll see what happens. So got to get out of here. Appreciate all you have a good one. See ya. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.